Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 22 of the BT podcast. Back after a brief hiatus, I'm your one of your co-hosts, Eric Busby. Alongside me, as always, is Ben Williams. Yeah, sorry we couldn't have one last week. Uh, Busby was out of town, and I have no idea how to do this. So that's that's where we were. We'll make up for it. We have uh, a couple extra things because, as we said, two-week break. A lot of stuff happened in the sports world. We'll uh, obviously touch on that uh, that little football game called the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Recap a little NBA trade deadline stuff. Um, ben, we get to talk a little golf tonight. I'm pumped. The start of several golf talks that we should have over the next few months. We have a new snake draft, and um, there's a new sport starting up this weekend that we're going to touch on and close it all out. So hope you all enjoy that. But – Ben, we've already alluded to it. Biggest game of the weekend, Super Bowl. Congrats to the LA Rams. Ooh, I'm happy one. But can we just have a moment of silence for football? Moment of silence. All right, thank you. The football season is officially over. I know my wife's ecstatic. <laughs> she just, for people that can't see, just shook her fist at me but um yeah the rams win the super bowl um pretty good uh close close game i should say and um i thought it was a a good end of the season i was pulling for the Bengals, um but happy to see some of those boys on the rams get it this is the first super bowl i can remember in a while where the game ended and i was like all right cool like i didn't have a feeling one way or the other you didn't care? Not really. You weren't sad Is for that bad? I mean, not really. <laughs> I have a Joe Burrow uh, take later that I think is going to make you and people angry. I feel like I'm in the vast minority on that. So, um, we'll, we'll, so just we'll, don't say it. We'll get to that later, but it's – I guess it's part of the reason why I wasn't, like, super frustrated. Also, like, good for Matt Stafford, man. Yeah, I am happy for Matt Stafford. Um, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, Von Miller already got one, but happy for that guy too. Eric Weddle, cool story. Um, OBJ, I'm not a huge – I like OBJ. I know a lot of people don't like him, but it's happy for him, especially with what happened during the game. Um, yeah, I like Sean McVay too, so yeah. I wasn't upset. But I think the one thing that – Maybe the reason you felt that way is because Tom Brady was not playing in it, so you weren't rooting with everything you had against the team he was on. It's a very fair statement. Because I was the same way. Uh, Ben, I'm going to run through a couple numbers here for you, if you will indulge me for just a second. Um, On the L.A. side, Matt Stafford finished 26 of 40 for 283. He threw three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Cam Akers was their leading rusher for 13 carries for a whopping 21 yards. Great job Never there. pay running backs. Hashtag trade Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, Cooper Cup, he was your Super Bowl MVP. Eight catches for 92 yards, two touchdowns. OBJ had two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown before he got hurt. That was – I, I, I was watching the game with my sister, and I said, like, as soon as it happened, yeah, it's a torn ACL. I think that's been confirmed. Yep, it has been. Same knee, I think. 
On the Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow finished 22 of 33 for 263 yards on a touchdown. Uh, we'll touch on this a little bit later. Seven sacks thrown in there. Thanks. Yeah. Joe Mixon was the leading rusher, 15 carries for 72 yards, although for some reason Samaja Piran was the running back they opted to use down the stretch. And uh, T. Higgins, four catches for 100 yards, and obviously that big, long touchdown. He had two touchdowns in the game overall. Jamar Chase, five catches for 89 yards. Tyler Boyd, five catches for 48 yards. So it spread the ball around pretty well on that side. But, yeah, Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. Do you have any issues with that? No, I didn't. Um, obviously, those numbers don't sound crazy, but that last drive, I mean, he had several catches that were kept the drive going. Um, that's kind of how it was uh, all year. And the fourth down run. Yeah, the run on fourth down. Um, he was just had clutch catches and clutch plays. So that was cool. That obviously, the two touchdowns, the last touchdown was huge. Um, I saw. Yeah, I mean, I had no problem with it. I saw more people upset that Aaron Donald didn't get it than anything else. Yeah. Um, I did not know this beforehand, but I found out after the game that Super Bowl MVP votes are required by the two-minute warning. Really? Which seems dumb because you still have a that whole is... other two minutes. Like, the was it the Bills and Chiefs scored like three times in that last two minutes. Yeah, a lot can change. And, I mean, Aaron Donald had some big plays all like, through the game, but obviously he had the game – ceiling play right so, um but if you're just the, basing it off of that granted the Rams hadn't even scored before that so I don't even know how they took all that into account I guess you might have picked one from each side maybe uh but like of what you of the game that you had seen before that two-minute warning and of what had happened on that final drive I guess Cooper Cup is kind of the obvious choice there um I didn't mind it I, I like Cooper Cup I like, you could have given it to Cup or Donald either one I don't really care I think they both yeah, I mean, deserving. The Rams, the Rams could also, I mean, even though they won, it could, still could have been Eli Apple. Has there ever been a more <laughs> hated player than Eli Apple? <laughs> that guy's such a clown. Dude, the NFL, like active NFL players just came out of the woodworks to clown this dude. Yeah. He was bad all night. Um, I know we may talk about it later on too, but Jalen Ramsey didn't look great. He Let's got burned several now. times. And uh, I don't know how much you've seen of the last play. You give Joe Burrow two more seconds. I mean, Jamar that's, Chase. That's a big okay, ass, give him dude. Give him one more second. Jamar Chase is sprinting down the sideline with Jalen yeah. Ramsey on his face. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey could not cover could not cover Jamar Chase at this point of the game. Yeah, and Jamar Chase is, I mean, a stud, but – both of them, I think, struggled. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is much better than Eli Apple is. Um, but I think the game was pretty good. It, it started off good, and then, like, that third into the fourth, beginning of the first quarter, it just kind of died. It's a bunch of punts back and forth. You mentioned those seven sacks. I mean, the Rams' defensive line is just disgusting. They you are insane. Von Miller to that. Like, yeah, I know the uh, the Bengals' offensive line sucks, and giving up seven sacks to any team is terrible. Um, but their defensive line is disgusting. I mean, you have to put two guys on Donald, and then that usually frees up Von Miller off the edge. And what are you going to do? Did you think the game was boring, Ben? I, I didn't end the game. But when I go back and think about it, I mean, there were some, some good plays. I mean, it was exciting. The – 
Mixon touchdown throw was crazy. Um, there were several big plays. I mean, Jamar had a couple big catches. Um, but like I said, there was a lull there for probably about a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half or not a whole lot happened. But when I think about a normal NFL game, I mean, do we expect every Super Bowl to be this crazy game? I mean, the one last year was a blowout, so. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, the Bills-Chiefs game, I mean, that was the game of the year. If we had a game like that in the Super Bowl, it would be all time. So. Right. I, I thought think it was a little tight. I thought it was a completely fine Super Bowl. Right, me too. I, I didn't think there was I, – I didn't feel strongly one way or the other. I watched it. I enjoyed it. There could have been more action, sure. I wouldn't have been mad about that. But I thought it was a fine game for the most part. You know what most people would say wasn't fun? What's that? The, the officiating. It was weird. I thought they were, you know, for the first three and a half quarters, they were calling it pretty loose. I mean, they weren't throwing flags, which I don't like. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jalen Ramsey got completely yeah. – his face mask yeah, he did. That, yeah. And so – if you're going to call a game like that, it's fine. You just got to be consistent. And it's – you see that a lot in basketball where they're either not calling anything or they're calling everything. Um, but I thought they were letting them play a lot in the first three and a half quarters, which is fine. But then that last – in the last two minutes, I mean, that holding call on the line – I forget the linebacker's name. Uh, what's his name for the Bengals? I can't remember either. God, Luke, not Luke. Is it Luke? Oh, it's gonna bug me. Um, but I don't I don't think he I guess by the rule he held Cooper Cup, but I don't think that was a holding call. They just I think Taylor is his last name, maybe. Let's look it's it up. Bug. It's gonna bug me. Yeah, it's gonna bug me. Um I don't think it's holding. I think the refs assume when they see the slot guy on linebacker and a close play that the linebacker held. But I thought it was a pretty good play. Now, I think there was another one after that. Was it Apple in the yeah. end zone, which was pretty obvious pass interference? But who knows if they get to that point. If that, was it second or third down? It was Logan Wilson, by the way. Logan Wilson. The, uh, the holding on him was on third down. Right, so then you got fourth and goal. Right. So I don't know why they didn't just throw it at Eli Apple every time, though. I mean, that guy, brutal. I mean, they did on the last play. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I didn't mind the call as much as I feel like most people did, and it's basically strictly because, like, that 75-yard touchdown of T. Higgins was bull. Yeah, it was. But, um, but yeah, if you're going to call it that way, just be consistent with it, and they definitely were not. You were correct about that. Yeah, and I do think, going back to how the game – I think the game changed – a lot when OBJ went down. You could tell the Rams lost a lot on offense because they could basically double-team Cooper Cup every time Stafford dropped back, and they were able to pull the safeties up and be more aggressive on in the run game um, without the fear of somebody but, um, going over the top of them. So I think that allowed the Bengals' defense to really lock in in the middle of that game. And then, I mean, Matt Stafford made some crazy throws on the last drive. I mean, it's not like they just gave it to him. That right. Everybody's seen the no-look pass, which was crazy um, for him and Cooper Cup. I mean, you can see Cooper Cup thinking he's going to throw it back to his left, and then as soon as he lets it go, takes off to the ball. But 
uh, they had to make plays to get down there. It's not – I know we make fun of Eli Apple on that last play and throughout the game, but I thought the Bengals' defense – and really, if you go back throughout the year, the, their defense has been pretty solid for a team with not that many big-name guys. Right. Uh, what was it? Um, Hendrickson. Yeah, and, Trey Hendrickson had 14 sacks, and you have Sam yeah. Hubbard on the other side. Sam Hubbard, and then you got that um, – Logan Wilson. Um He's a stud at, at linebacker, and you know, I think they're close. They'll be back. I mean, they'll Jesse be around, Bates. Jesse Bates at, at safety. They're um, like you said. I think it was a good. I mean, it's fine. I thought it was entertaining, and I kind of wish the Bengals would have won. But like I said, my feelings weren't hurt. My feelings are more not hurt for the team of the Rams, but the fans of the Rams are just ridiculous. Yeah. And by the way, this the parade today. Like yeah, all, all 500 people showed up. Yeah, it's crazy how they don't have them any support out there. And, um, you know, the city of Cincinnati would have burned today yeah. if, it, if they had won. So, oh, I had this take watching the game. Can we not do another West Coast Super Bowl? Like, Super Bowl should be played at night. Yep. Get this, get this daylight out of here. Yeah, and also I hate – this is a kind of a tangent, but I hate how the Super Bowl has become this big celebrity corporate event, which has been that way for a, for a while now. Mm-hmm. But you don't see fans of – you know, you can hardly – if you're a fan of that team, you're spending, what, six grand on a ticket? I feel like we're about to get into a big socioeconomic argument here. Not even – just not even <laughs> that, man. It's not even that. It's just like – it's crazy that these Cincinnati fans – I mean, they had to fork out – thousands of dollars to get a nosebleed ticket and all these people that don't care about either team were watching the game. So, Yeah, no, it's definitely more of a social event than, like, if you're a fan of either team, you're going. So, Ben, I'm going to ask one big overarching question. Okay. What's next for these teams or just the NFL in general? Like, what, what do you – what's your takeaway from this okay. game leading into next season? So the Rams, we had talked about it, I think, before, but it was kind of all or nothing this year. Um, a lot of guys were on one year or ending their contract year this year. Their cap is a mess. Um, you know, that I don't know if Aaron Donald is going to retire. I think, I think if today's parade is any indication, I think he's coming back. Okay. Maybe. But, I mean, if he did retire, I mean, he's Hall of Fame. Right. Got his ring. He could ride off into the sunset, but I mean, I still think he's uh, he's still probably the best defensive player in the NFL. So, um, yeah, I think the Rams they're going to struggle. I think going forward, their one their division is pretty brutal, um, and the but the NFC is wide open, so they have a they have a good shot. Their division so. won't be brutal when Kyler Murray gets traded to Indianapolis. Dude, you have so many <laughs> quarterbacks next year. If I listen to you, you got Aaron Rodgers with the backup of Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins coming down. You know, I just need you to figure it out. Oh, we're drafting two of them, by the way. Okay, yeah, your quarterback Matt, room is going to. Matt Corral was people. tweeting. Matt Corral was tweeting at Michael Pittman earlier today. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Anyways, and Sam Ellinger um, starting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over. Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. Right. Um, Carson Wentz is still going to be on the team, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the NFC obviously is is more wide open. The AFC, the Bengals, I think they're in a good spot. I think they 
there's an obvious thing that they have to fix since their offensive line. They got to invest in that. They have a lot of young guys. Their defense, like we talked about, I don't think they have a lot of money locked up in their defense. Um, some of the guys are probably going to get paid. But I think they're in a, a good spot. I mean, their division, the Steelers, depending on what happens at quarterback, are down. The Browns are a shit show. Um, the Ravens, with Lamar Jackson, if they can stay healthy, are going to be up there. But the AFC in general is tough. I mean, all or most of the young quarterback talent that's so elite right now is in the AFC. So, I mean, you got Patty Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Carson Wentz, you have um, you just have tons of dudes on that side of the, uh, in that conference. So saying that they're going to be back next year is great. You know, you can't say that, but I, I think they're in a good spot if they can shore up that offensive line and not kill Joe Burrow. That was going to be my my controversial take, or at least what I thought was controversial. I've seen a lot of like Joe Burrow's the next great AFC quarterback, like. Mm-hmm best quarterback in the AFC type stuff. And I don't I, that. I don't necessarily like hate the take. Like he is just coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. But Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen still fully exist as human beings. And uh is he top know, five in the AFC? I think so. But you I have got for sure three guys ahead of him. Who's your third? Herbert. Okay. I like Justin Herbert. We haven't seen him in the playoffs yet, so I don't know how well that argument would stand up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't say it off of accomplishments, but just watching them play, I think he's better. Right. There can be an argument made there. I mean, there's Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen are number one and number two. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Lamar Jackson won MVP two years ago. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, who seems to be struggling a little bit lately. Um, yeah, I'm just going through. I mean, yeah. That's probably it. I think they are going to. I think they are going to be the best team in that division for a couple of years. So I think the Steelers are obviously going to take a step back. The Browns are. I don't know what the Browns are doing. I think it's going to be between the Bengals and the Ravens going forward for a couple of years. And um, I mean, I like where the Bengals are at. Like you said, I, I, I know as well as anyone. You got to put an offensive line in front of your star quarterback, and uh, they have a lot of work to do there. Joe Burrow got hit. Was it 20 times in the playoffs alone or sacked 20 times in the playoffs? Yeah, I think alone? he got sacked. His sack total for this year was the third most in NFL history, including the postseason. Yeah. 70 sacks. Were the first two both David Carr? I don't know. I didn't see number one and number two, but didn't Peyton Manning get sacked a while there? For yeah. Andrew Luck got sacked a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this keep up this pace. He's going to. Joe Burrow's going to retire in the. I mean, Joe Burrow is coming off of a huge knee injury, and then would look like he might have had another one in the yeah. Super Bowl. Have they have they said anything about that? It, I think it's just like a sprained MCL. They said it's not going to require surgery; it's just going to be some, you know, like rest and rehab type stuff. But it's not what a good. Dude, though. I mean, yeah, that guy's so just, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a stud. He's a gamer, and I think he's got the right attitude, and he's obviously got the skills. So, um, if they can keep him upright and if they give that guy a decent offense not even a good a decent offensive line their offense is going to be unreal what's your take on the matt stafford hall of famer debate um i don't know if he's hall of fame he's he was really good in detroit but he never won anything 
Um, does this do it for him? I it's it's so weird because he has like all the accounting stats and he has a yeah. Super Bowl, but I've never once thought of him as like a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and he, I mean, he took the Lions to the playoffs, I think, multiple times. Uh, I think it was just once. Jim Caldwell was there. Well, was it once or twice? Yeah. Either way, I mean, taking the Lions to the Super Bowl in that division, I mean, to, to the Super Bowl, to the playoffs, um, is a feat. And I think he's good, but I don't think you can put him in the Hall of Fame. I think there's now, a lot if he of comes guys. Back and wins another one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's only 34. So, yeah. He's still got plenty of time. To, to pad on some stats here. But that's uh, that's been a big debate I've seen. I think Rich Sherman weighed in on it the other day. Uh, what did he say? I don't – I think he's on the side of no. Yeah. But, Which – that makes me want to say yes because I hate Richard <laughs> Sherman. Uh, biggest part of the game, Ben, was the halftime show. <laughs> I love the, yeah. like, instant race to Twitter to be like, this is the best halftime show I've ever seen. Or, oh, I hated this halftime show. Couldn't understand a word they were saying. Can I? Can After I? After every I single year. hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take. 99% of Super Bowl halftime shows are pretty dang good. I tweeted, I, I bump it every year to make sure it gets put on the timeline again. Every Super Bowl halftime show is good, and we need to stop pretending otherwise. Yeah. Have, all, you, ever, have you ever not been entertained by one? Not that I can remember. There, I think there was one. I can't even see. I can't even remember. That's if it was that bad, I would remember. I think there was one that was like, "Oh, it's just okay." But most of them are good nowadays. They bring in multiple artists. You know, they just huge thing. So I, I thought it was really good though. Um, felt like I was in middle school again with all the songs. But I thought it was well done. I thought they, you know, switched it around a lot. Didn't stick stick with one person too much and. There's no hiccups, so and obviously it tied into the West Coast, which is cool. Yeah. So I liked well, it, and all the fifty I, cent hate, I'm not standing for it. <laughs> you never left the candy shop, man. Hey, man, what what do you expect? <laughs> that man was like the most ripped person in the world. He's not going to be the same. No, also, how is how is Snoop Dogg not fatter with all the weed that he smokes? Snoop Dogg might be like the least controversial person that's ever yeah, existed. Every, Have you ever met anyone yeah. that's been like, nah, I'm, I'm not a big Snoop Dogg guy? No, it's like him, Shaq, and The Rock. Charles Barkley, I think. And no, yeah, Charles uh, Barkley's made some yeah. comments in the past. Yeah. I'll take that back. He's, he can be controversial, but yeah. Oh, like, hang on, the, hang on, hang on. Speaking of The Rock. Yeah. The monologue to kick off the that game. That was weird. That go weird. too long for you two. Yeah, it was a little weird, but he's the rock, so okay. it is what it is. Anyway, to wrap this all up, congrats to the Rams. I hope you don't win it again. Um, but good game. And, Next year, uh, Cowboys, Colts, Super Bowl, book it. I am laying a future on – I've already decided. I'm laying a future on the Bills. I like that. I mean, they should have – if they beat the Chiefs, I think they're – I think they beat both of these teams. Yeah, they're Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Um, but we'll never know. They should have, you know, just not allowed Patrick Mahomes to get 50 yards in 13 seconds. Yeah, also overtime in NFL sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, NBA trade deadline happened, Ben. Uh, they were, yeah, I'm going to let you take this over. There was one massive one. I'm not going to go into too much detail because if you want to listen about trades, there is a myriad of podcasts out there where you can do so. 
But uh, James Harden and Ben Simmons finally got traded for each other, which should have happened last year. And honestly, like, I'm just glad that this whole saga is over because there's no one more nauseating in, the history, in, like, the NBA realm than James Harden. And Ben Simmons has just Ben Simmons. Like, I don't really care. He's yeah, going to go that? out there and he's going to go – yeah, Ben Simmons is really good before, before you hop on in. But he's just going to go out there. Every time I see him, it's just a meme of him shooting threes. Well, yeah, he's – He's a top three defender on the planet. He's an awesome passer, great ball handler for someone that's 6'10". Can't shoot for shit and doesn't want to. Um, oh, yeah, I remember now that time he had the wide-open layup and he just passed it. Passed uh, Matisse Thibel. Uh, that was in Atlanta. I want Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, me, let, me, let me ask you if you recognize either one of these names. Manus Sabonis. Nope. Tyrese Halliburton. No. Okay. They got traded for each other. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was the best draft pick the Kings have made since probably Chris Webber, or at least it looked like it. I know that uh, name. Yeah, there you go. And they traded him for Demonis Sabonis, who I believe was drafted by your Magic. Sure. Such a bad Magic fan. Do you blame me? This magic moment. Have you watched this since like 2010? Yeah, I watched the Grizzlies beat you guys by 30 a couple weeks ago. Okay, there it is. Right. <laughs> um, they got traded for each other. Demonis Sabonis is a two-time All-Star, and he's only 25. But the Kings, to gain you know a guy like that, had to trade away their best prospect of the last 20 years. Like I was saying. Um, Honestly, so it'll be interesting. The Kings are an NBA team. Yeah, it's funny. Anytime the Grizzlies lose, you know, like anytime the Grizzlies don't make the playoffs, it's let's ship them to Seattle. But the Kings haven't made the playoffs since Chris Webber was there. So they're going all in yeah. for this 10 seed, by the way. You know, there's a playoff in the NBA. Yeah. Nine and a nine and 10, for the playoffs. Right. Nine and 10 can play their way in. Which um, the Grizzlies did last year, right? Right. They were the nine seed, beat the Spurs, who were the 10 seed. And then played the loser of the Lakers Warriors, which was the Warriors um, in Golden State and won in overtime. Good game. Um, so that trade happened. I, I, I lean more towards the side that the Kings are going to regret trading Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but Demonis Abonis is also a stud. And like I said, he's already, he's only 25. Uh, I think they got him for two more years, if I'm not mistaken. But it just feels like a move to go nowhere. Like, they're just going to – Wait, who, who was the other team, the Kings and the – Oh, the Pacers. The Pacers uh, are on, like, a full, like, rebuild, rebuild. teardown type ordeal, which they did pretty good. I mean, so. Um, and then the last one that was the big one was uh, Christophs Porzingis got traded to Washington. I know that name. You do know that name. Uh, for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Um, honestly, as a Grizzlies fan that's watched the Grizzlies play the Mavericks four times this year, Christoph Porzingis was a huge part of their defense. I know that the numbers without him are fine, but I feel like they're going to miss him at some point because Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans have been, like, objectively just bad this year. But um, – I don't know. We'll see. If maybe maybe they pair well with Luca. Who knows? All I know from the trade is that the Magic 
had a good tweet that they acquired cash considerations. Right. They also made the biggest move of the deadline in acquiring Bull Bull. Bull Bull. I want to see them throw out a lineup of uh, uh, Bull Bull, Mo Bamba. <laughs> uh, Isaac, uh, uh, what's it? Jonathan Isaac. Or Vonger, whatever his name is. Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. <laughs> just yeah. the biggest lineup known to man. <laughs> oh, just, I'm Carter Jr. Bull, yeah, I'm shocked Bull Bull hasn't just like snapped in half. Well, I mean, to a degree he has. He's failed like three physicals. That's why he got traded now and not earlier. How do you trade fail three physicals? And he got, he, got, he got traded to Boston earlier this year, and before the trade was finalized, it was like canceled because he failed the physical that Boston gave him. Well, like, dude, your legs literally are twigs. Like, you can't take three steps or you're going to break. <laughs> We'll see, man. It's a. Uh, it was. It's hilarious because uh, there's a series on like uh, ESPN Plus, um, that is dedicated. It's called NBA Rooks, and the last season they did it was 2019, which was Jaw's season. So mm-hmm. it followed around Jaw and Zion and R.J. Barrett and a couple of the high-profile people. I think Cam Reddish was one of them. Um, Bull Bull was one of them, and you could tell throughout the series like who was playing and who wasn't because it progressively came like the Jaw and R.J. Barrett show. Little Zion sprinkled in because Zion, you know, moves the needle. Dude, and Bull Bull was just walking around Denver for like the, like the entire third episode, just like, oh yeah, this is where I eat lunch every day. This is where I go to <laughs> practice every day. And they never showed him again. <laughs> is Zion one of the biggest busts in recent history? I'm not ready to say that yet, but uh, it's not good. The news that came out that he might need a second surgery on his foot, it's uh, not encouraging. Zion, 400 pounds. This is it's bl- tough on your feet. It's blasphemy for me to say this as a Grizzlies fan because they're in our division, and I like I have to have stake in the Zion versus Jaw game. I guess Zion is freaking awesome, dude. Like if he's playing, but that's the problem is that he just never plays. I want it was him coming out. He was supposed to be like the next huge thing. I, I mean, he couldn't even finish. He, he got hurt at Duke. Like he couldn't finish. He finished the season, but missed some games there at the end. And obviously, like going into his rookie year, got hurt. Got hurt last year, and he hasn't played yet this year. And he's not even with the team. He's in Portland, like supposed to be training, but who actually knows what's going on? It's a weird situation, dude. I, I'm glad I'm not a Pelicans fan right now because um, Pelicans it, fans would be very frustrating. There are Pelicans fans. I see them on social media all the time. Isn't Dalton a Pelicans fan? Yeah. I'm not making that up. Uh, I think he is in perpetuity. <laughs> I think if you asked him, he'd say he's a Pelicans fan. I can't say anything. I'm a Magic fan, so it is what it is. So. Ben, there's one thing that we talk very rarely about on this podcast that we should dive into more, and it's because it's the thing that you're most passionate about, and that's the game of golf. Let's go. Tell us all about the waste management open this week. Yeah, so waste management is one of the, it's early in the schedule because it's played out in Arizona. Obviously, they're doing their West Coast swing right now because weather out there is pretty good. So they do a lot of Arizona. They do Hawaii first, and they go to Arizona and Cali. Um, the waste management's kind of the 
wildest, I would say, tournament of the year. Um, the only fully enclosed stadium style hole on tour. Um, the 16th, for anybody that doesn't know, is a part three. Plays anywhere from like 120 yards to 150 yards. So pretty short, um, not a terribly difficult hole if you're just looking at it. Um, but I think like 20,000 people, I don't even know if that's maybe more, can um, pack around it. And uh, people get there like 5 a.m. before the course opens to line up to get the seats. And it's just the biggest party ever. Beer flowing, rowdiness from 8 a.m. till 5, 6 p.m. When, the, when it shuts down. Um, but for anybody that hasn't seen, there was a – and that – well, before I say that, one of the only holes or tournaments that exist that you will get booed for a bad shot. They will ruthlessly boo – they don't care who you are. The only person that may be immune is Tiger Woods. I don't think they would ever boo Tiger. But if you miss the green or if you hit a bad shot, they're going to boo you. If you miss a putt or you three putt, they're going to boo you. Um, and, you know, that's something rare on tour. I think it's really cool. I think it's something that uh, is obviously unique to this tournament that we need. It kind of brings the younger generation into it, which is kind of a hot take in the golf world nowadays. Um, and so I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite ones to watch. Um, and, uh, so this year there was a couple of hole in ones on the hole. Did you catch either one of those? Yes. Uh, you know, this because me and you were on the phone together, you FaceTimed me about this very event and turned it around, right? As was it Sam something uh oh gosh i can't even think of it it's some guy that i never heard of yeah uh it is holding one on saturday and then the beers yeah. went flying yeah it um so he hits a shot um hits and rolls i don't you know checks up rolls back and goes in the hole instantly probably two to three hundred beer cans flying onto the course, um, pepper in the green, pepper in the bunkers, pepper in the fairway. It was chaos for a good solid five minutes, five, 10 minutes. And they had to actually get the grounds crew out to rake beer cans off of the course. And so this kind of sparked the whole controversy of old man golf versus normal people of what is acceptable when watching or playing golf. Um, so it's appropriate, it's appropriate sponsor though for that. Yeah, literally. literally then yeah, they have lots of recycle bins there. So plenty of places to put the beer cans. So it um you know it's one of those things where we talked about this, I think when we talked about the rider cup, cup but golf, yeah, golf is getting to, has become more of a I, I would say our generation um has gotten a lot into it and it's more, Hey, let's turn on some music. Hey, let's have a few drinks. We don't necessarily have to tuck in our shirts or wear a collared shirt. Even we're just going to go out and have a good time. And so that's translating 
into fans that go to tour events and this kind of thing where, hey, we're going to go have a good time and we're going to have our bachelor party there and we're going to go have a ton of beers and this is going to happen. And I think if you ask any of the players on tour, I think they think it's a good thing. I think there's a lot of analysts and journalists out there that think it's a good thing, but that you'll always have these people that say, oh, this isn't what the game's about. Have more respect for the game. This is ridiculous, which I think is absolutely obnoxious and is exactly how you turn people away from playing golf. I think that's what keeps people – golf is already an expensive sport to play, and you have to get all this equipment. You have to you know, get these tee times. You have to make plans to play it. And if we continue to say, hey – you can't go have a good time. You can't, you know, if someone makes a hole in one, you know what you do with your boys? You pack up your cart, you go to the bar, and you drink for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's just what happens. Um, so I thought it was awesome. There was actually one the next day. Another guy hit a hole in one, um, and the same thing happened. So, you know, I think it's good for the game of golf. It got eyes on the game. Um, it was all over everything, all over social media, all over you know, any sports television that you're watching. Um, and I think having those kinds of things, especially for events like the waste management that may not get the highlight that it would otherwise, it's a cool thing to have a stadium hole. I think the players love it. They'll put on – you'll see them put on jerseys. You'll see them – I mean, Harry Higgs and Joel Damon. Took their um, shirts off. Yeah, took their shirts off after making a putt. I mean, that kind of thing I love. And I think it's going to continue. Um and we can talk about this more next week or another podcast, but I don't know if you've heard anything about the Saudi-backed golf tour. Um, but it's another conversation. Um, but there's a lot of move and talk right now about golf and how to how to make it more fun. And I, I love the waste management every year. And I think it's kind of like 17 at Sawgrass. And there's those holes out there that you want to watch. And it's a bucket list thing for me to get out there. So I enjoyed the weekend. Um, you have anything that you want to add? Uh, I think that you're absolutely right. And like, that's the direction golf is moving because just in my personal experience, um, whenever you ask people about like, you know, like other golf enthusiasts, hey, what tournaments do you want to go see? Obviously the masters is your number one thing. And then mm -hmm. after that, it's a mixture of Ryder cup waste open and then, players. Yeah, and then, like, maybe another major or two. But, like, there are, what, four majors a year, right? And the fact that, like, mm -hmm. the other three aren't immediately following the Masters is pretty it's pretty telling as to how much people like um, sort of the Ryder Cup and waste management, you know, format and what you got going on there, just the vibe around it, I guess. Um, yeah. But, I, no, this – I also uh, – um, the scene on Saturday and Sunday, I equated to Happy Gilmore. Well, this is a very Happy yeah. Gilmore-esque tournament. Damn you, people. I'm trying to play golf. <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to chip with that going on? <laughs> yeah, it um, it was awesome. And Scotty Scheffler ended up winning the thing, and he's kind of a – he played in the Ryder Cup. I did not know that was his first win on tour. Yeah, first win. Um, he's been around for a couple of years now and been close, but got his first W – Really like the guy, plays really solid golf, and he's actually got a personality, which is cool. And um, just for the people out there, upcoming Netflix is starting a documentary um, series that they're going to follow golf, certain individuals in all the tournaments. And it's this is the first year they're following them. So they're going to have all this 
in an episode, I assume. And the behind the scenes stuff that we're going to get to see is going to be awesome. I, I just can't wait. So I, I thought a, it was good. Yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming whenever you got down to it, like you'll find a lot of golfers with a personality. It seems to be a very uh, young man sport at this point. And a lot of these young guys are really fun. So yeah. Joel Damon and Harry Higgs are two of my favorite guys on tour. And if you ask, the random person that may even watch some golf or even the person that likes golf, but only watches the majors or big tournaments. They probably have no idea who those two guys are. They're two of the funniest guys. If you listen to their interviews, they're just like us. And there's tons of dudes. Scotty Scheffler is another one. Tons of dudes like that on tour that are just normal guys and go out there to have a good time. And they're really good at the game. So they get to go play. So I think the more eyes, the more we can get that going. Um, the PGA tour just needs to realize that that's the direction it's going and lean into it because like I said, it's not even just the fans want it. I think the players want it. And obviously, the more exposure, the more fans they get, the more money is in the sport. So I'm excited for the future of golf. Obviously, I enjoy it more than the average person. But if we can get more stuff like this, it's going get, to get it going. We'll try to make a conscious effort to talk about it before, you know, like the Masters. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw in a few here and there if there's something comes up. And um, there are a few tournaments I mean, this week is Tiger's tournament, the Genesis in San Diego. Um, he had a press conference today and they asked him if he's going to play golf again. He said, yes. So big W. Um, he's looking good. That guy's winning a major this year and, you know, fight me. And if you don't think he's the greatest golfer ever, we can not be friends anymore. Is that a, is that a, is that a thing that people say he's not the greatest golfer ever? People say Jack Nicholas is, or even some other. Just based guys, on but, majors, right? Yeah, because he has more majors. But I mean, Tiger was the most dominant player that's ever played the sport. So, if you ever are bored, just go back and watch Tiger highlights from the 2000 season. Just ridiculous, dude. If I'm in a group of people, like, if, like for let's take your bachelor party into account, right? Mm-hmm. We went and played golf one of the days on your bachelor trip. I lined up my first tee shot. And it was a nervous wreck. And there were yeah. eight of us there. Yeah. And I could not half imagine. Half of them weren't even playing golf. Right. I could not imagine standing there over a tee shot, like in front of uh, a 50,000 person gallery. Yeah. And they're all screaming. And you know they're going to boo you if you right. don't hit the green. Not just if you shank it. If you don't hit the green, they're going to let you have it. But it's awesome. I mean, it's so much fun. I want to go so bad. So, Busby, when you get married, um, all right, your bachelor party's there, okay? Okay. Shout out future Mrs. Busby, uh, wherever yep, you sorry are about out it. there. We're going to get – at least you'll know we're just on the golf course with a bunch of dudes <laughs> getting hammered. Uh, ben, tonight's pod is brought to you by the F1 Drive to Survive series on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. That makes me so happy. Formula Earn. <laughs> yeah, they uh, – you called me the other day just to strictly to talk about the show and uh, little did we know they they had a little wiretap going on and they're like man this guy's a quarter of our viewership like we have to sponsor uh, okay <laughs> i am in dude i yeah i just started so i'm behind i mean there's the fourth season's coming out next month they've had it out since 2019 um this show this is exactly kind of ties into the conversation I was having about golf. I have never thought about F1 in my life. Um, 
decided to i had a few recommendations from some friends to watch it and it goes behind the scenes um goes into the drivers the teams the race you know how how much goes into it kind of the drama and politics behind the scenes and it is addicting and i love it i'm finishing up season three now i'm gonna watch season four in march when it drops right before the season starts um yeah, starts in Bahrain, I think March 20th or something like that. Dude, they had to pay you so freaking well for you to talk about this show. Like, dude, if they were paying me, you would, <laughs> I would, dude, Daniel Ricardo, Lando Norris, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, uh, all these dudes, man. We're going to get one of these guys on. <laughs> dude, if we get, uh, if we get Daniel Ricardo on here, I may <laughs> actually combust in the flames. Um, you got Charles Leclerc, you got Carlos Sainz. I mean, these dudes, you have to watch it. If you don't watch a, at least an episode or two and don't get hooked, I'll be shocked. I I will make a promise to you I will watch an episode. Okay. And just so everybody out there knows, I think I'm Team McLaren this year. They got Daniel Ricardo, They got Landon Norris. I think I'm rolling with them this year. Even though it'll probably be Red Bull or freaking Mercedes that take it. Who cares? ton of controversy this past year. I'm excited to see how it ends up in the season. <laughs> kind of controversy can there be around racing you want to talk like, do about you take it? steroids is that like is that a thing in no, the racing community? no dude like does one person push the gas pedal harder than the other person like what's the deal here? Dude, you have to watch it because there's so much every team has to design their car build the parts get the parts in build their car it has to run and then has to be faster than everybody else every track's different you have soft tires you have you have five different tires that you can take to the track Dude, it's insane. So much money. Mill- hundreds of millions of dollars. This is this is impressive stuff. Dude, you have to watch it. I'm telling you. Yeah. If any of our listeners have watched it, tweet at us and tell Busby how good the show is. Ben, I took a tour of Neyland Stadium this week. Really? Yeah. How was it? It was cool. Got to see a couple of suites. Got to see the game day locker room. Uh, they're doing some construction on the field. So we didn't get to, to go all the way. To, I mean, like we were at field level, but we couldn't go on the field. Um, they're putting they in a new Jumbotron in the oh. stands and uh, doing some just, you know, maintenance stuff they're, on the ground. So They're not doing artificial, are they? No, they're not. I did not realize this. So they've only had one Jumbotron, right, on like the side of the stadium mm-hmm. by the river. Since they're putting one in over here on the other side, mm-hmm. this is – horrible podcasting by the way because i'm just using my hands to show where this is going <laughs> on the opposite side on the opposite side from the river hey benny looks like <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay all right enough with the mummy quoting uh <laughs> so they have a jumbotron on the side of the stadium with the river and they're putting mm. one in on the opposite side because they're putting one in over here, it raises the value of the side that already has the jumbotron, like the seats over there. Yeah, because they never it. They, they can't it gets counted as an amenity. But dude, you can just turn oh. around and see the jumbotron. Yeah, but I can see that. Dude, I learned so much about just the astronomical prices of being like a club member and uh, like an advertiser. Like if you want to put your advertisement on, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if this is. Who's going to listen to this, right? Uh, if your you want to get your adver- yeah, if you want to get an advertisement on the jumbotron of Neyland, it's a million dollars just straight up, and that's just for like it to say the word Dasani on there or something. I mean, but how many people see that? 
Oh, I mean, there's 102,000 there. Yeah. Yeah. On any so, given weekend. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. But, but that's it all- sucks that you pay that much to watch a six and six team underachieve every year. If you're going to do that, yeah. just come on down to Starville. You're going to get me fired. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure he agrees at this point. I believe there were seven and five last year. So, mm. stellar year. Yeah. All that is to say, and to lead us into our snake draft for this week, we're doing a snake draft of college football stadiums we want to visit. Uh, we're one. drafting one from every Power Five conference and then a miscellaneous one. So, non Power Five, obviously. But, it's something that was fresh on the mind, and uh, and and I think this will be fun. Also, I don't know about you, but I left off all saves I've already been to. Yes, me too. Okay, good deal. Ben, pick a number. One in 100. Mm, 73. Price is right. I didn't go 72. <laughs> sure. This doesn't work. This doesn't work with two people. Oh, I'm going to say six. <laughs> okay. It's the most intriguing part of the podcast. I know, right? We're just leave everyone hanging. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're making your podcast debut. Yeah. Pick a number between one and a hundred. Oh, Ben! <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye, dude. Do I win? I think you win. <laughs> was that Amber? That was Amber. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, you get first or second pick. Take your take your pick I'll, here. I'll take first. All right, go for it. All right, so I want to make sure I get this one because it's one of only two SEC stadiums that I haven't been to, um, which would be Missouri. Nobody wants to go there, including Missouri fans, or Texas A and M. So I'm going to take Kyle Field. So two things here. That's not very strategic because I've already been to A and M. Second thing, great choice. It's an awesome stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from everything I've heard, seen on TV, um, looks awesome. And so I'm, I definitely need to make it. Obviously, I want to go to Mississippi State game out there. We own A and M, so it'd be fun to watch them lose in their stadium. Um, but yeah, that's an easy number one. It's also probably the one I want to go to the most out of all my picks. So gotcha. Um, I am going to save SEC because. I know I that my mine. SEC pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you've used it. And second of all, I know you've been to mine. I am going to save my Pac-12 because I know you've been here as well. And I think there is a clear-cut number one miscellaneous. Oh, I'm no. going to take that right off the board, and I'm going to take no. that away. Yeah. Well, you should have been strategic. It's okay. I have some backups. I want to go to Notre Dame really bad. And it's not just because we're a Notre Dame podcast. Um, That's a good steak, one. Yeah, thank you. Steak in it, right? Yes, steak. Oh my gosh, Ben, this is where it gets hard. <laughs> I am going to meander my way over the Big Ten. Can I put a caveat on this one, or no? No, I just have to take it in general. Sure. I'm, I want to take. I want to take Penn State for a wideout. Uh, that's fair. Also, not strategic. I've been there, but okay. Uh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> Went to the Alabama. How many stadiums have you been to? 
<laughs> a decent amount. I went to Alabama played at Penn State in 2008. That was back whenever you were parading around as an Alabama fan, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, they won. Bama won. Shocker. But, uh, yeah, sick stadium. It was a day game, too, and it was still sick. Yeah. Uh, great pick. I mean, that would be probably be my number one Big Ten if I hadn't been. Definitely for a whiteout, for sure. Um, but I'm going to go strategically. I'm going to go out west okay. to the Pac-12, even though I know yours is probably one I've been to. But I'm going to go up to Oregon. I have Austin on here. I've heard it's yeah. really cool. It looks sick every time it's on TV. Um, obviously, they're also pretty good usually, so I feel like the atmosphere would be really good. I don't know that you have a ton of great atmospheres out there in the Pac-12. Actually, I take that back. It's probably three or four. But um, I'm going to Oregon. And then for my next one. You're going to dive into the – I think the Big 12 and the ACC are definitely the two hardest ones to decide on. Yeah, and I have two decent ones for both of those. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ACC, and I'm gonna go Virginia Tech. You. I'm going to Lane Stadium. I need the heat here, Inner Sandman and Lane Stadium before I die. I'm sorry, Busby. For those listening, I am visibly distraught right now. I thought for <laughs> sure I was gonna snag that one. Uh, yeah. that's a good pick. I, I really want to go to Lane Stadium. I'm with you. It's got to be a night game, preferably like a Thursday night game when they're playing Clemson, you know, one of those random ACC nights. Um, but yeah, I got to hear it in your same man. God dang it. Okay. That's some, a good pick. Some of my earliest college football memories are on, watching on TV was those games when they were so good with Frank Beamer and just that place was rocking. Um, okay. I... So that leaves the Big 12 to be the one untouched. Yep. I think there are two answers that most people would say. Yeah, Texas and, or Oklahoma. And they're joining the SEC, so we'll all get a chance to go there. I don't think either one of those are my answer. And it's because I have a sneaky feeling. And by sneaky, I mean I just saw a lot of people talk about it. <laughs> that West Virginia would be a sick atmosphere to go to. Oh, my God, dude. I thought you were going to forget they were in the Big 12. You think I was going to forget who was in that conference? Oh, that hurts. Were they yours, too? Yeah, that's my number one. Fair enough. Um, and the rest of these, we don't have to be strategic anymore. So I'm just going to go down my list here. I'm going to take the Rose Bowl. Yeah, Pac-12. been there. Been there for a national championship and for a UCLA-Bama game when I was, like, really young. Um, I don't really care about watching a UCLA game. I just want to say, hey, I've been to the Rose Bowl. It is six stadium. All right, you're up. Uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, Big 12, I'm torn. Um, I think Baylor has a six stadium. Um, but I'm actually – I think I'm going to go Texas here just because of Austin's sick. Um, I think this, you know, you got Texas. So If, if your main go. 
if your main point for wanting to go there is that the <laughs> city that it's in is cool, it's probably not the right you know what, choice. You know what Austin also has going for it? What's that? They host a Formula One race every year. Oh my so. god! <laughs> in October. I think, I think if I was choosing between Oklahoma and Texas, I would choose Oklahoma. Um, I can't go to an Oklahoma game because I can't hear that damn song. 700 times. Um, okay. And then who miscellaneous is no big, big 10 and miscellaneous. Um, big 10. I'm gonna go big house. Big house. It was on here. I wrote down, I think the big 10 is, has the most that I would like to go see. Maybe five that I'd really like to go to. Um, number two is actually, I I wrote down five. uh, yeah, my number two is actually Camp Randall. Yeah, it's on there too. Um, obviously, the horseshoe or the shoe, whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, did you have a fifth one? Six. Oh, I take uh, the back. I, I actually had six on here. Iowa would be cool. Iowa was on there. And I didn't have another one. I had Nebraska probably, on there. Fuck Nebraska. <laughs> um, do you want me to just go with my miscellaneous? Or do you yeah, go it? for it. We'll just I'm going to take up. BYU. Okay. They were second on my miscellaneous list. Yeah, it was between them or Army because I think an Army. They game were third on my miscellaneous <laughs> list. <laughs> I think an Army game would be sick, but I'm gonna take BYU just because the stadium looks so cool with the mountains yeah. around it. Um, so I'm gonna take them. It'd be weird with all the Mormons out there, but you know, it is what it is. Since you took Virginia Tech from me, it basically leaves me no other choice but to take Clemson. And uh, there's, not, see, there's another choice. Are you gonna say like Florida State or something? I'm good on. It. I have no desire. I didn't even write down. I've never been to the swamp. I didn't even write it down on my list. I have no desire. Oh, the swamp to the is state sick. I don't know why. I've just Whoa, never. That's really... hateful, bro. I live <laughs> in the state of Florida. Barely. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm gonna take Clemson. If nothing else, I just want to see the the entrance. The um, lamest entrance. The most overhyped entrance in college football. Well, I didn't have much of a choice, Benjamin. Four State's sick. Did you see that Notre Dame game this year? Did you see where they went five and seven? I mean, yeah, the team sucks. Uh, my one one overall sucks. That's true. My one one overall is Death Valley. Never been to LSU. Want to see Death Valley at night? Um, it shocks me that you've never been there. I know. I really should have gone a while ago, but we we got an easy in, man. My brother lives in Baton Rouge. Shout out to him. Yeah, <laughs> probably our. Most requested guest on this podcast. Yes, because he said he was going to be Batman. <laughs> He's going to beat up Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Christian Bale, and Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. The three guys in like the three biggest action films of the past decade. <laughs> yeah. Or action franchises. I mean, that's him. Yeah, fair enough. So just to recap my list, um, I had LSU. Beaver Stadium, Penn State, uh, West Virginia, the Rose Bowl for the Pac-12, Clemson for the ACC, and Notre Dame as my miscellaneous. Ben, I have already forgotten yours, so please remind the people. Kyle Field, Autzen, whatever it's called in Oregon, Um, Big House, Lane Stadium, uh, Texas, and BYU. There you go. Um, a couple other ones I had written down. I had Sanford Stadium, Georgia, and um, been there. Jordan Air, Auburn, 
That's and, it's uh, actually really cool. One that I think would be really fun to go to that I feel like people outside the SEC don't really think about much is Williams Bryce, South Carolina. Uh, yep, biggest lit sandstorm. Um, we've already done all the Big Ten schools. For the Big 12, we had Oklahoma, and I also wrote down Baylor. I think it's McLean Stadium right there on the river. Something about a river, man, because uh, yeah. I also have Washington on here for Pac-12. Yeah, I, yeah, I had Washington. Uh, I also have the Coliseum for USC, and I have Rice Eccles, the uh, Utah Stadium. Um, and then the only other two I mentioned for – we've already done miscellaneous. The only other two I mentioned for ACC were FSU and Georgia Tech. That's just because they're, like, the oldest stadium in the country. Yeah, the only one on my list that's not – I had most of what you had on my list is Colorado. Oh, I should have wrote down Colorado. Yeah, I think it's pretty sick. So Awesome field. Um, to be fair, I think we listed most stadiums. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I think basically what you can gather from this is that me and Buzzy will go to a college football game anywhere. What's the one oh, – I'm just going to put you on the spot here. What's the one place you would, like, not want to go to? Vaught Hemingway. Okay, outside of Vaught Hemingway. <laughs> I've been there multiple times. Yeah, I've been there way too much. Um, uh, I don't know, like Miami, No Desire. Uh, yeah, so we're just – Missouri, Missouri. I mean, honestly, Vanderbilt sucks. I've been there. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, we were we were there last year. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. I, you you obviously have Rutgers. Um, yeah, Indiana. I mean, I'm trying to think, like big, like Oregon State, Syracuse. Yeah, but they play in a dome. That'd be, probably be kind of cool. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, Big Twelve. There's probably ton, like Texas Tech. Oregon State's getting a new stadium. You see where them? Uh, where they? Uh, like demolish the left side of the stadium. Oh yeah, I did see that. Now that I think of it, um, Arizona, Arizona State. Who cares? Yeah. But I mean, I would still go. It's true. We we honestly should go to Arizona next year. NC State, no idea. I like yeah, NC State. NC State's but, uh, fine. Duke, yeah. Duke is the obvious answer here for the. But ACC. They have a very old stadium. You're talking about Georgia Tech. Who cares? It looks like. It looks like if you just cut the heel off my shoe. North Carolina. You're just naming so many places. <laughs> no, you just naming you for, places that you've forgotten the point of the exercise. I'm just naming places that like I don't think about. Kansas. Hey, yeah. have we not mentioned Kansas yet? Yeah, true. Have you been to Bryant Denny? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say, how'd that not make the list? Yeah, I've been to Bryant Denny. One of seven SEC schools. I've been to half the SEC. I have to go to Mizzou at some point. I'm 13 out of 14, so I just have to do it. That's fair. Uh, and I'm going to go to an Oklahoma and a Texas game. Oh, yeah, you have to. I want to go to Arkansas, too. Is Arkansas nice? Uh, it, it gets – yeah, I mean, the atmosphere is good. Stadium, meh. Their baseball stadium is probably way better. Probably the basketball Walker. too. Interesting this that you is... brought up baseball, Benjamin. Mm. We have uh, college baseball, which in my mind, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, the most underrated sport out there. Starting back up on this Friday. Probably. I mean, Formula One's up there. <laughs> Golf. But, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, college baseball is probably less rated than golf at this point. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's so underrated that less people watch the College World Series game three than watched. Uh, I believe it was Auburn and Houston playing the Birmingham Bowl at noon on like a Wednesday. That's crazy that Mississippi State fans didn't beat that number. Oh, well, we had 20,000 there. So True. Yeah, they weren't watching it. And Vanderbilt fans don't exist. I don't know how they have, you know, a metric F ton of followers. It's because all of their followers are people that follow to hate on the Whistler. Or bots. Yeah, or that. But anyone that doesn't know, Mr. State reigning baseball champions. Uh, we get back to back. We get Landon Sims on the mound Friday. New role. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's such an early game, too, which makes me sad. I'm going to have it on at work. Two, 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 and one, right? Dude, so. I'm pumped, they moved, man. They moved up the Friday game. Yes, it was, it was originally three, two, one. Now I think it's two, two, one. Um, dude, the SEC is going to be loaded again. Yep. Mississippi State's going to be really good, I think, anyway. LSU should be able to rake. Ole Miss should be able to rake. Arkansas is Arkansas. always awesome. Uh, you got um, Jim Schlossnagel at a and I don't think they're going to be great this year, but I think he's Bama really good. Bama should be decent. Auburn can't be much worse than they were last year. They're in Frisco to start off the season. Um, and then in the East, you have Tennessee, who South was good Carolina. last year. South Carolina. Uh, Florida. Yeah, Florida's always good. Um, Georgia's for, been sneaky, okay? Yeah, we're forgetting the one big one, are we not? Vanderbilt? Yeah, dummy. We just talked about it. <laughs> Stupid, Eric. Oh, uh, they put the out their uh, SEC. Uh, Texas should be really good. Texas is preseason number one in just about every poll that I've seen. They're, they should be yeah. awesome again. Vanderbilt put out their uh, starting rotation for the weekend. No Christian Little, which was very surprising. Their seventeen-year-old yeah. phenom from last year. Yeah, he got dumpstered by. Is that the kid yeah. that we just ranked? That, on? that was that was game two. Yeah. He couldn't throw a strike, and then we, yeah, ended up winning that game 13-2. to two. In the last game. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. Um, but, no, baseball is awesome. I'm, I'm glad it's back because Lord knows when Major League is going to start back up again. So. That's okay. If, if the MLB ends with the Braves being final World Series champions, I'm cool with it. So, everyone tune in Friday. If you have watched ESPN, you'll be able to watch just about anything. And I am going to try to tune into as many SEC games as possible because I that's just what I find enjoyment in. Um, but there are teams around the country that are freaking ridiculous. Stanford, Texas, um, Florida State's always good. Georgia Tech is supposed to be really good this year. Uh, Nebraska was really good. NC State. A lot of schools, if you're just interested in watching a fun game that is completely different than the pro sport. So, yeah, there's always a game on, on the right. weekends. Uh, ben, we have one last little bit of housekeeping. Is that Here the we word? We'll, yeah. we'll call it housekeeping to do. I have to pick my jersey, and I texted you about this earlier. I don't think you're going to like my selection. Let me is give you something lame. Not for me, but quite possibly for you. Um, I had I narrowed it down to three options. Joe Burrow was one of them, but that seemed like too recency biased, too on the nose. Like I feel like too many people are buying into 
that whole thing. And I got to be a little bit different. Of course you do. Josh Allen was what? Oh. That seems like it seems like your thing. I don't want to take it. <laughs> I would have loved to buy. I also I've been a huge Josh Allen guy coming out of the draft. Like uh, I believe we talked about it back then. Um, but yeah, like that's that's your that's your territory. I still like Josh Allen. I'm still root for Josh Allen. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. Um, but I'm a, I'm going to leave you to be the Josh Allen guy. That's fair. I'm going to choose a baseball jersey, and I'm going to choose a baseball jersey for my favorite team. I'm planning on taking a trip to Bush and Wrigley this year because I've never been to Wrigley Field. I'll cross that one off the bucket list. And I need a Cardinals jersey to wear up there. And I want a number 28 Nolan Arenado jersey. I mean, yeah, he's a stud. Preferably in the cream or baby blue. Okay. We'll make it happen. I lost. I mean, I lost the bet. What can I say? You want to go? Uh, well, I was going to say double or nothing. Okay, double or nothing. But you want to run it back for March Madness? Yeah, we're running it back at some point. Because I have watched exactly like three college basketball games this year. We may can combine somehow. We'll have to figure out the logistics. March Madness Masters combo. Uh, but yeah. I need a jersey, and so I'm I'm buying a Josh Allen jersey at some point. So if you could buy it for me, it'd be great. But exactly, I'll, hey. I'll suffer through it. And if I do end up buying my own, Jamar Chase, I'll take it. Yeah, Jamar Chase is uh, the number one is sick too. Yeah, he's just dude's dirty. But okay, your jersey will be ordered. Thank you, sir. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. Sorry about last week. We hope we made up for it with a good episode this week. Um, but, yeah, I don't have anything else left to say. Ben, what do you got? Nothing. Hell State. Hope we take, you know, start off the season strong this weekend. And uh, go watch Drive to Survive. Uh, I expect a report next week. All right. It'll be on your desk first thing Monday morning. Fair enough. All right. Bye.